This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Zone Time. I'm Julian. Omar from In The Mentions is here. Sam from The Broadcast is here. Rahef is also here. Always great to see you, Rahef. Hopefully you're doing okay. Hopefully Omar, you're doing okay. I know the Leafs are they're coming off a bit of a tough loss. We'll, we'll we'll get to the Leafs, not just about that game against the Canadians, but uh, it happens to be. Uh, you guys will you guys are all watching or listening to this on a Wednesday, but we have just passed a very very iconic anniversary in the history of that franchise. Uh, and there's some trivia later on the show, but I want to start with trade season because it looks as if some uh, some players could be on the move and. Teams might not want to wait until deadline day on March 21st. So I was wondering if we could just do a little bit of an exercise here. I wrote down some names, about four names, and I want to know if we could predict where we think these players are going to go. It could be a hunch that you have. It could be a team you just kind of want to will into existence. doesn't matter. I'm just going to name a name, and we'll all predict where we think this player will end up. Does, does that sound okay? Does that sound like a crappy idea? I'm getting some head nods? That sounds yeah. like it's a good idea. Um, Omar, let's start off with Claude Giroux, the Philadelphia Flyers. What do you think that man's going to end up? I mean, like he's been linked to two teams. Both would be amazingly unfair. Um, that being the Colorado Avalanche and the Florida Panthers. Um, both teams I would open mouth scream at, uh, if he ended up going there. But, you know, I think when you have a player like Giroux, who's been on one team for so long, I think considering the fact that he controls all the cards, you'd want to go to a team that like has the best chance to win. And I think when you look at Colorado and where they're kind of in that transition of like, hey, Nathan McKinnon is going to be making 6.3 forever. You know, Nazem Kadri is likely going to walk away as a free as a free agent. He's having the best best season of his career. So I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Sackick, you know, says like, hey, yeah, you know, we're a dangerous team. Let's actually try to find a way to kick up the notch a little bit. So I, I'll say Claude Giroud to, to Colorado, even though, again, it will make me very upset. Uh, cause they're Wouldn't it make you already. more upset if you went to Florida? See, here's the thing. Um, I'm scared of Florida anyway. You know, you know what I mean. So it's like Claude Giroux isn't gonna really gonna isn't gonna push the push the the bill there. Now, if Claude Giroux was like linked to the Leafs, for example, and then you went to Florida instead, then I'd be upset. But I'm already in I'm already in a mindset where I think that you know Mason Marchman and Joe Thornton's gonna, gonna destroy us in that series anyway. So like Claude Drew is kind of an underthought. Um 
Anyway, so yeah, I think I think Claude Giroud to Colorado makes a lot of sense. I think he complements their top six. I think he makes them a, a dangerous, oh, well, even more dangerous team. And <clears throat> I think it can be a really, really actually good message for the players as well, where it's like, you know, hey, and you even think about how, think what happened last season when Nathan McKinnon at the end of his at the end of the season was saying like, you know, I've been in the year for I've been in this, the league for so many years and I haven't won anything, right? And so you know that like he of all people is really looking for that push not maybe not from himself, but also or the management, maybe, you know, uh, am up the ante a little bit. So yeah, I'll say Claude Giroux to Colorado. Okay. Rahef, what about you? My first prediction would probably also be uh, Colorado, but if I would have to make like a second, Oh, that would not be fair prediction. It would probably be, probably be the Boston Bruins. And I feel like oh, they're always, always so sense too. in on any forward that's being traded at the deadline. Like we saw it last season. I think we saw the season before, like the Bruins are always in on a forward being traded, especially because of how top heavy their team is. So I feel like it would be super unfair if Drew went to the Bruins and that would definitely make me angry. Hence, I would be very, very upset. <laughs> Yo, that so makes really so much sense. <laughs> into the Bruins makes a lot of sense. I mean, he goes from a franchise it, from he goes from one franchise that's known for being bullies to another franchise that's known for being physical bullies. Like it makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Sam, do you have a prediction? Uh, mine's the same as Omar. I think it's Colorado. Although, unlike Omar, I would be super happy. I feel like <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. I would be so happy. It makes it makes a lot of sense for all the reasons Omar has set out like you know i i'd be shocked if cadre stayed in colorado even though he's obviously done really well there burakovsky has got one season left and he has he's been okay he's certainly like i is he worth 4.5 4. million i don't know drew's a clear upgrade from burakovsky uh i think that would just be i mean colorado's so much fun to watch already like i don't know i don't know how adding him adding him would somehow make a really fun team to watch even more fun. Like I don't, I wouldn't be able to think of a team who would be that much fun to watch. And so that's, that's where I'd like to see him go. I think the other, the other possible location is maybe Minnesota. I think that's like an outlier. I don't think he would want to go there, but I think that would, that could be fun. And they have the assets to send back. Minnesota is another team that kind of needs to, to push it as well, because they have all the all the cap recap, not the cap recapture, but at least the the cap stuff from the buyout. So yeah, they're another team that needs to. I completely forgot about that. They really, really, really need to like not sit back. So yeah, that would make sense too. Yeah, they're gonna have to pay for the sins of Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi. Remember that when they were like signed on like July first, like twenty twelve. It's like insane yeah, deals. They, yeah, and then like the lockout. Thirteen year deals. <laughs> totally unrelated. It drives me insane that Zach Parisi says his. Last name is pronounced Parisi. Like I get but we've it. We've all been saying Parise. We've been saying that because it is Parise. His dad is French Canadian. Like, like, uh, like, what is it? Insane. Like, what <laughs> is it? Is it Parisi? Is it Parise? I don't know what it is. It confuses me too. He says it's Parisi, but it's not because his no dad because his dad is Parise. Yeah, his dad then was on the if... seventy-two team. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But why are then then by that why are, why haven't we been saying Parisi? Because if he's yeah, if, if we're gonna go that he's far, American. We might as, I mean yes. So we've complete. Not only have we said it wrong, we've completely Americanized the name in the process yeah. of Parisi. Yes. Uh okay. Let's let's try to get this next name in. I know this name gets misspelled a lot. 
Uh, but Ben Sherratt, a uh, big bruising defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens. Rahef, why is Ben Sherratt going to the Leafs? No, 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 no. I was going to answer to this. You're going to ask me, what team do you think Ben Sherratt is going to be traded to? And my answer was going to be, I don't care as long as it's not the Leafs. Not the I Leafs. do not care at all as long as, as long as it's not the Toronto Maple Leafs. Why are y'all so because- afraid of Ben Sherratt being on the Leafs? Because he's really bad, and he would make the team really bad. He would, he would be the worst player on the team by, like, a humongous margin. Like, a, 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 I was looking at the stats today, like, a substantial margin. So, no, keep Ben Chirot away from the Leafs, please. I, I mean, y'all laugh at that, but, like, just to go back to that Leafs-Canadians game, he was kind of bullying some people around. He had that you're, big hit you're, on. You're, you're telling us to go back? We no. go back to that game every day. We lost to the team freaking yesterday. Of oh, course, man. we go back. <laughs> like guys, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna hate what we're gonna talk about next. <laughs> I'm no Ben Chirot can be bad on a different team. The Leafs do not yeah. need another bad defenseman, a la Cody CC. Keep that away, please. <laughs> Cody <laughs> Look, I, I've oh, seen Ben Chirot play for as long as he's been a Montreal Canadian. He's not Cody CC bad. His no. stats are Cody CC bad this year. So, okay, this yeah. year, yes. Absolutely, yeah. he's bad. <laughs> yes. Omar, why is Ben Schrott going to the Leafs? No, man. Listen, I I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand the rhetoric. I get it. Like, objectively, I, I get it. I understand, yeah. you know, Ben Schrott is tough and he's mean and he and he throws people around and he hits Michael Bunting in the boards and no, there's no penalty. That's who that, that was. It was Michael Bunting. Yes, it was. And I was upset. Um, I know you were. <laughs> but the thing is, is it's like, I, I yes, there, there, there's a type of defenseman the Leafs need. And the Leafs need stay-at-home defensive defensemen. And Ben Sherratt does have that tendency to try to make offensive plays. And from watching the Montreal Canadiens play, there are things that Ben Sherratt, ben Sherratt does that are shocked. That's shocking. Um, and again, we the Leafs don't need that. Like we really don't. And and again, we also don't need to get into a betting a bidding war, especially when like first round picks and all that type of stuff are being thrown out. So you know, I like I understand teams, you know, being in on Ben Chirot. Personally, I do think a team like maybe Calgary makes more sense. I think if you find a way to kind of calm Ben Chirot down, especially in his own his own end, then he can be more of a useful player. And I think maybe you know, a Daryl Sutter-like system can actually help him out a little bit. But I think that the the way that the Leafs run their blue line, I, I think would be very chaotic for a player like Ben Chirot. And again, we've seen very many, many instances of defensemen who kind of get over, who kind of overdo it in the offensive zone from the blue line. And it just leads to a whole bunch of offensive zone turnovers. So like, I understand Ben Sherrod on, on a different team. It just doesn't, it wouldn't work for the Leafs based off of how they play. What about a team? So, so perhaps says anyone, but the Leafs, are you going to say the same thing? No, no. I say, I think Calgary, I think a team like Calgary, okay, Calgary. Makes sense. Yeah. Because I that, think, I true. think, yeah, I think, I think Daryl Sutter's uh, system would be more, could, it could complement Ben Sherrod's style a little better. Sam, do you agree with Omar? I agree with Omar. I was going to say Calgary. The other team that I think actually might make sense for him is St. Louis, but yeah, but those are, those are kind of the two that come to mind. Okay. Yeah. I'd say Louis also linked to, to Ben Sherrod as it is, but uh, I'll just want to add this one thing. And like, I was on the train that said, you know, I don't get why Ben Sherrod uh, is trying, like the Canadians are trying to fetch a return similar to what was going on with David Survivor, like a first, like a third went around, but here's my thinking about this first round pick, right? Teams that are going to be linked to Ben Chirot, 
are supposed to be contending teams. If the Toronto Maple Leafs gave up a first round pick for Ben Chirac, this team that reasonably should be able is trying to get past the first round this year. That first round pick shouldn't mean that much. You know, if you're a contending team, if you're if you're a contending team, that first round pick should not matter that much. We all kind of laughed at the Tampa Bay Lightning when they traded that first round pick for I think it was Barkley Goodrow a couple years ago. Like that's a team that's supposed to go to the final. You know what I'm saying? Like that pick is going to be 30, 31, 32, 29 at worst. Like if you're I mean, maybe the Leafs pick won't be 29th. But if you're a contending team, that first round pick is not going to matter to you nearly as much as opposed to you being a middle of the pack team. No, so you're, I, I think you're we, we all, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely keep that right, Julian. You're absolutely right, Julian. And here's the thing, okay? When Kyle Dubas needed to get rid of the Patrick Marlowe deal, he traded a first-round pick to Carolina. And we all thought, well, that doesn't matter because the Leafs are going to make the playoffs. And then what happened? We lost to Columbus, didn't make it to the playoffs, and there was a 13th overall pick, and now they have Seth Jarvis. So you know what? So 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 things, things happen, things take place, and you know what? I think we're at, or I think we're at a point where, you know, we can't just freely give away our optimism. Can you tell them, Barry, like, that that loss last, that loss just, uh, last, last night really... You okay? Awakened, awakened some. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I just need that to not happen like ever again. By the <laughs> way, I think the Leafs are, 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 are playing Tuesday night. And if this comes out Wednesday, if they lose, then you might have just predicted the Leafs will lose again. Am I right? I mean, they're facing Columbus. They're facing Columbus. They're facing Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They are. Oh, I'm totally man. blaming you if they lose on like, I'm just letting you know. I'm blaming you at this point. If you're listening oh, to this podcast, so please please tweet at Tic Tac Tomar if uh, the yeah. if the Leafs in fact lose to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'll take that one. <laughs> um, what about Sam? What about Mark Giordano? I thought he would go to Calgary, and then uh, had a couple of people on Twitter tell me, "Hey, they'd have to flip out some money to make it work, and maybe it doesn't wouldn't necessarily be the best fit considering what the defense looks like right now." I think it makes perfect sense for him to go to Calgary. What do you think about it? what do you what, what do you think? I thought it made sense till he tried to kill Matt Kachuk the other day. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Well, maybe. maybe <laughs> that give me the dirt there. Like, I want to know what happened there. That's a very good point. Yeah, it was some bad blood between those two. Uh, Omar, what about you? Ah, uh, man. Like, I know the talk is that the Leafs don't want to go for rentals. Yeah, I was gonna. But say. by golly, that would be that would make a lot of sense. Um, I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, just one, you know, it's a nice, like, you know, Toronto boy comes home for one last run at the, at a possible playoff success. I'm not going to say cup because, you know, that's never been done before, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but anyway, all all kidding aside, I, I do think I, there, there is a need and I think there's a fit definitely. And I think now when you when you consider that, you know, there is a big injury on, on the blue line, like, you know, Jake Muzzin is out indefinitely after what happened last game. And I think – Yeah, I, I hope he's I, okay. Yeah, me too, honestly. Like, and, again, like, like focusing on Jake Muzzin, the person, like, I hope he's okay, especially considering how bad how bad the the impact with, with his head on the ice was. But, um, you know, Giordano, I, I think, makes sense. I think there's a lot of – I think there's a fit there. And, you know, I guess it just comes down to the fact of, like, do you trust – Rasmus Sandin to consistently play in the top four. If so, okay. And if not, like I can understand why they went on what why they wouldn't want to do that. This is his full, like full first full year in the in the league. So, you know, giving him that responsibility, you know, I, I think we'll they'll start to pay attention to that over the next couple of weeks. But you know, Giordano, I think is a I think that's that's a player that makes a lot of sense. Again, it just depends on what the price is. 
Rough. Yeah, I had the same thoughts. Um, I think because down to the least makes a lot of sense. Um, basically, for all the reasons Omar said, especially in light of what happened to Jake Muzzin last game. So I would say the Leafs makes a lot of sense for Giordano, and I guess we'll have to see where he ends up. But not Ben Chirot. No. Not Ben Chirot. No. Not ben Chirot. Okay. Ben Chirot. No. All right. What about what about <laughs> Phil Kessel? Remember Phil Kessel? Remember when he did good things for the Leafs? Yeah. Okay. My favorite, my favorite, like Phil Kessel rumor is him going back to Boston. I think Ooh. that would be cool. That'd be cool. I've, that I would be pretty cool. cool. I like that. And I feel like players who are having bad, bad seasons offensively and then get traded to the Bruins at the deadline always do well after they get yeah. traded. Like I'm thinking Taylor Hall. So, yep. so I wonder if like Kessel gets traded to the Bruins and then, you know, picks up a little bit because, you know, he's at a five point, I think, seven percent shooting percentage, which is very low for Phil Kessel. So I wonder if his luck starts to turn around if he gets traded to a team like the Bruins. Um, and it would be cool to see him kind of go back to where it all started. I like that idea. I like seeing him kind of go back to Boston. Uh, and then if the Bruins and the Leafs end up somehow in a first round series, can you imagine, imagine that. Man, you know what's like, I don't want to, but no, I can't even lie. It would be cool. <laughs> Omar, you look very deep in thought. What are you, what are you looking say. at? Because I'm just, okay. Kessel. I don't think Kessel wants to go to a team and be like the guy, right? Like when no. he was, when he was initially traded from the Leafs to Pittsburgh, like, Yes, they, yes, they tried him out with like Malkin on the on the second line. I think he played with Crosby for a little bit, but didn't work. But like when he was on that third line, like with I think it was like him, um, Carl Haglin, and what Nick yes. Benino, like that that line was ridiculous. And I think that's where you want to put Kev, Phil Kessler if you're a contending team trading for him. You kind of want to put him into like more of like a bottom six role. And like I look at Florida. Man, I'm like, back to the Panthers again. Like that, that's a, I would not be surprised. Like that's a trade where like, if it happened, like I'd be like, that kind of does make a lot of sense. And again, you know, if Florida is a team that just wants to, you know, continuously continue to, to, to force their depth, then I can see that again. That would just, you know, increase my distaste for a, a first, a first round series against them because, you know, I, I can see the headlines now, but, um, but yeah, honestly, I, I think, I think whatever team Phil ends up going to, he has to be the team. The training team needs to know that he can't be the person. He needs to be a support person and kind of adds, you know, add some, add some scoring to like a bottom six situation. Is there a team Toronto Maple Leafs fans that if you were to go up against in the first round that you actually envision winning against no. or envision yourself having it? No. Wow. You can't. I mean, I, how can I, how can we even answer that question without like some kind of cursed um, repercussions uh, following that answer? Okay. Like okay, after what happened in Montreal and Columbus, actually, <laughs> that's it. Those two, those two series. That those two series will nix any optimism I ever. I will never go into a playoff series ever and think we got this. Never. No stat. No preview. No post pregame post game talk. Nothing. They could trade for freaking McDavid at the at the deadline, and I will still I will still envision the scenario. Where they lose, wow! And that's not, and that's not, that's not being pessimistic. That's the reality. I mean, it is, but also it's earned expectation management. That too, (laughs) that too. No expectation, no disappointment. I'm just surprised at the idea that uh, you would the Toronto Maple Leafs would trade for a guy that uh, certain fans deem to be inferior to Austin Matthews. 
Was that a shot at Adam Wilde? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, hey that's, that's I said fans. That is not that a direct is shot at Adam. That Wilde. is fair. That's that very is fair. fair. That is I fair. don't think he's. The, I don't think he's the only one who believed that opinion. I don't no, think he's the only one. Who but he is the that. only one who brought up like legitimate points, whereas people just say like, oh, he's better because he's better. <laughs> he's better. <laughs> I'll give him that. Like he tried to make good points and, and yeah. tried to bring up the fact that he is actually like good defensively, better defensively than McDavid and even Leon Dreisaitl, uh, which yeah, funny enough, I was listening to like the last like SDP and they were talking about how bad, well, people feel that Leon Dreisaitl is so bad. The only time I could, the only thing I could think of is how Omar may have had a point when he said he wasn't the center. <laughs> Or may have had a point, or may not have had a point. Who cares? Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, the anniversary of one of the wildest days in NHL history. And I'm sorry, uh, Rahef and Omar, that we have to rehash this. But here's the thing: Zone Time wasn't around when David Ayers stepped in as an emergency backup goaltender for the Carolina Hurricanes and managed to win a game over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Could you imagine if this show was around? For that day, look, I'd be taken off. A- I'd be taken off immediately. There'd be <laughs> f bombs, f bombs. S- there'd be there'd be a cornucopia of swear words. Like the episode would not air. It would it would <laughs> it would not be posted. Like oh, it, it would, would just air. be bleep the entire time. <laughs> it would just be a long beep. <laughs> it would air. That would air. Where were y'all? Like, because I didn't know anything about either all three of you at that point. Uh, so what, what were you? Actually, maybe Omar a little bit, but like. What were y'all doing that day? Were you, were you guys watching the game? Where were you guys when you were watching or you or you heard about the fact a Zamboni driver beat the Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs> listen, listen, man, listen, listen, man, okay? listen, okay? Guys, dying. I couldn't keep a game. Listen, okay. Here, here's the here's the thing, okay. If if you are not a Leafs fan, I, I need you. I need you to under. Yeah, Julian, you are. You are not. Sam, you're not. Um, Rehef, you are. Rehef and I. I, I need. Least- so for those who are listening, I need you to understand that the Toronto Maple Leafs cannot just lose. Yeah. No. What do I mean by We've that? Talked about this before. What I mean yeah. is that any time when they lose, it has to be in dramatic fashion. It all starts back to 2013. Yes. Yeah. They yes they 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 blew the four one lead in game seven and third period, but that. that made history. It did because the Boston Bruins became the first team to come back and win a game seven in overtime after being down by three by uh, three goals. It was four one. It was four one. It was and it continues. Anytime the Leafs, if you're if you're a player that hey maybe you're on an eight game slump, don't worry, face the Leafs. Hey, maybe you're you're maybe you want to get a milestone. Maybe you're you're waiting for that 199th, uh, 200th goal. Face the Leafs, it's fine. Hey, maybe you you need to get your first career win as a goaltender. No one's heard of you before. Joey Decord, facing the Ottawa. Who the heck is he? Wins first career win. So when I'm watching this game, where you know, Kyle Clifford. Runs over Peter Mrazek, ironically. Right? Ironically, yes. <laughs> James James Reimer can't play. Mm-mm. So they, they don't have anyone to play. So out comes David Ayers in his Toronto Marlies stuff. And then just put on a, a Carolina Hurricanes thing on him. So I'm thinking, and I, I, I kid you not, 
I'm thinking, how are we going to lose? <laughs> because all they need to do, right? It starts off fine. It starts off fine. Pierre Engvall, goal. I forgot who scored the first one. Someone else, goal. I'm like, cool, sweet. Just keep doing it. This is going to be then, easy. And then, they, and then Carolina goes 95 Devils, and they have nothing. And then we lose. And people are surprised. You're surprised? This is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Of course. Of course they will lose to a, to a Zamboni driver person who walks in. Of course they will, they will not make the playoffs against Columbus. Of course they will blow a 3-1 lead against the Montreal Canadiens, a team that they dominated the regular season. Of course. Because that's who they are, Julian. So, so that's why when you ask us the questions and you, and you and you and you're confused about the, the the pessimism, just know that when things go wrong, Leafs fans don't say why. We say, of course, we wait yep. for it. I'm yep. surprised. Like like what happened recently? We're facing yep. Seattle Kraken. Guess who scores? Yes. Jared McCann. Oh why? yeah, former Maple Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? Look, at he least was... you didn't. At least you didn't keep Jake Vertanen over Jared McCann when you drafted them in the same year. Yeah, yeah look, Fair. look. At the Fair. at the very least, you have that on you. you. Look, you have a conscience. That same conscience yep. that lost was a boney driver, but you have a conscience. <sighs> yeah, I mean, so like, like the the, the thing it. is, is like the the Leafs are the Disney channel villain yes you you ever watch like a sports movie and you know there's like the heroic team that you know is going to somehow win and then there's the villain team and the villain team is usually always winning by some like gigantic substantial margin but you still always know that that hero team they're going to come back yeah the Leafs are the villain team the Leafs are always going to lose and they're always going to do it in dramatic fashion. Okay. Yep. For the Leafs, the drama is key. It is paramount. It is simply not enough to lose. You have to lose in a way that will torment the fans for the next one, two, five, ten years. 67. Like we're almost coming up on the <laughs> 10 year anniversary. <laughs> Sam, what was that? <laughs> I suggested 67. Oh, yeah. It's true. Oh. It's true. The, it, it stacks. And every time, and every time the Leafs like remove something out of like the, out of like the, the, the jar of insults that other, other teams give us, they add something else. It's like, like, like Rahef brings up such an amazing story, amazing point. And I remember, I want to say it was Mike Stevens after that game. He t- had the best tweet. It was like, I, this is how it feels to be the other team that loses to the team with Airbud on it. That's yes, literally that if, is if, literally the leap. If any team brought out a golden retriever on skates, that dog would go full <laughs> on Connor McDavid and freaking and score. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised at all. So it's a golden retriever. <laughs> so I actually, weirdly enough, to answer Julian's original question, I actually remember specifically where I was. I was sitting on the patio of the Kiefer Bar yes. in Chinatown, which is two blocks away from the from Rogers, because I was going to the Canucks game that night. I think that was mm-hmm. like the second last Canucks game I went to before COVID. Oh yeah, right. That happened and like a I month later. 
specifically yeah. remember sitting on this patio, just like watching the Leafs game on my phone. And I thought it was a good day when, when they lost, but this day is actually even better for me because that was the day that the 2020 Canucks who were not a good team beat the Boston Bruins nine to three. Oh, that's a great memory. That's an amazing memory. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for you, Sam. I would take it away. That's a great memory. I was at the Bell Center for a Canadians game. Um, I wrote a pretty shitty tweet asking, uh, I wonder what Mike Babcock is doing right now. And I regret that tweet. I shouldn't have written that. I shouldn't have written that tweet at all. I'm sorry. Yes, I wrote that. <laughs> Oh man, it was pretty bad. It was, it, I shouldn't have done it. And it was really just me being a troll. And like, I, I shouldn't have done that. It's a dumb mistake, uh, oh. but I'm willing to admit this mistake. Um, but also like at that point, the Canadians were going through like a pretty crappy season, two eight game winless streaks. Like this team was not going to go anywhere. And then that happens. Like, as far as I'm concerned, that is that what happened to the Leafs that day is the highlight of the Canadian season because no matter what, how bad that season was going to end up, if it ended up being a full 82 game season, it would not be worse than whatever the Leafs endured. And then the pandemic happened. And then, then the pandemic happened, and then both teams ended up in the playoffs anyway. <laughs> you know what? Do you know what sucks the most? Like what? besides the fact that the Leafs lose, it's that like as a Leaf fan, and you know the fact that they lose in this fashion, it's that as a Leaf fan. Because of the devastating way that the Leafs lose, I never have the ability to just like properly laugh at another team without nope. like looking over my shoulder and being like, this is going to get me back somehow. Like, I, I know it. It's going to. And so you feel like you never have any standing to go up to another team's fan and be like, ha, sucks to be you. Because all they have to say back to you is, Zamboni, or it was four one, or a Keep myriad going. of other ridiculous Keep ways going. that the Leafs have lost. Like it was three one. It was three one. It was like it's so that really sucks. Or like you know, no playoff wins, which is also another great one. Um, <laughs> <and> two thousand four. <laughs> our playoff drought is in grade twelve. Oh yeah, it's God. a full. Wow. It's full blown adult. Yep. Full blown adult can drive, he can work, and he can drink. Yep. Oh, yeah. Geez. I was literally like five years old the last time the Leafs won a playoff round. So that's great. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's just the thing that <laughs> sucks the most because I really want to go up to another team's fans and be like, you guys actually suck. Like, I can't even say really with earnestness that wow the Montreal Canadiens suck because Montreal fans can just go ahead and say did you forget what happened last year in the playoffs <laughs> and then I'll be like you know what I can't say shit I can't say anything at all you're I right. always find it funny whenever I get asked to be on like Sportsnet Fan 590 and like JD Bunkus or like Brent Gunning are all like yeah we want you on so we can laugh at you and how bad the Canadians are one I'm not a fan so this doesn't affect me at all Two, your team lost to the, <laughs> the first round of playoffs. You have nothing to stand on. Nope. What Literally are y'all nothing. doing? But nothing. hey, you know what? It is always darkest. The night is darkest before the dawn. I believe um, 
uh, Two Face said that in uh, the Dark Knight. No, you know uh, who actually said that? Francesco Avellini to Canucks season ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, my it's actually in the season ticket holder letter. Oh no. wow! No way. <laughs> wow. But it, hey, look. In all seriousness, though, the the night is darkest before the dawn, and there's going to come a day where the Leafs will win a first round series. And you know how many, you know how many points the Leafs have right now? How many? Guess. Sixty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Leafs hit 67 and they haven't won a game since. <laughs> oh, no. Granted, it's only two, but still, you do you understand? Oh. Do you understand? We're there are T, we are the Toronto Maple Leafs are an MTV oh. reality show. There are cameras yeah. everywhere. There Every- has to be. There has to be. Like, the, clearly, the there can't happen- be. I mean, they're, they're hiding the tape because if the Amazon doc is any indication, there's a lot they took away from us. Oh, a thousand percent. I would love to see percent. the I would love to see the, 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 the true cut of that of that documentary. I'd love to see one. Nothing Actually, or nothing. I, I, no, Uncut for sure. Literally. <laughs> oh my Literally. God. God. Okay. Before we we dip too far into Toronto Maple Leaf stock, uh, <laughs> are you guys interested in some 22 trivia it is uh well as the day we're recording this uh it is the second so it's the 22nd of february february being the second month in the year of our lord 2022 it's only a day that comes around every 200 years people or at least the last time it happened was about 200 years ago anyway um yeah pretty wild so i had an idea that we would answer some trivia questions off the theme of the number 22. Uh, Omar already showed his uh, pad. I'm sure he has a pen. And uh, Rahef and Sam, uh, I trust you are both ready with your writing utensils. Got four questions. It worked the last time. Let's see how well it'll go this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very first question for you all. Which NHL has scored the most points in their age 22 season? This is a multiple choice question. Okay. Is it A, Bernie Nichols? B, Eric Lindros, C, Wayne Gretzky, or D, Timo Solani. Which of these four players has scored the most points in their age 22 season? They scored a lot of points. I guess that's all I can really say about that person. They did pretty well. Omar, are you still thinking about it? No, I'm good. All right, cool. Are you guys, uh, or is Rahef, you're still writing it? Oh, I wrote it way too big and there's not enough room on the page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. All right. On the count of, okay. Are you still doing the reconstruction of that? Okay. 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 All right. I'm ready. On the count of three, show your answers. One, two, three. Wow. Oh. Only oh. one of you got it right. One of you got it right. Omar, congratulations. You got it right. Let's go. Okay, I didn't pick Gretzky because I felt like that was too I it was too obvious. obvious. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a trick question too. And I was like, I, uh, I'm not confident. I purposefully <laughs> said it that way. But Wayne Gretzky had over like over 200 oh. points at like the age, at the age of 22. Nice. Uh, speaking of 22, <clears throat> question two. Uh, Willie O'Ree 
uh, known for breaking the NHL's color barrier, the equivalent to Major League Baseball's Jackie Robinson. In 45 career NHL games, how many points did he have? Instead of multiple choice for this one, we're going to do prices right rules. So you can't have your, so if your number is over uh, the answer, you, you get it wrong. The closest to the number wins. So how many points did Willie O'Ree have in 45 career NHL games? Price is right rules apply again. So if you go over, you get it wrong. It's the closest to the number, but if you're over that number, you're, it does not count. This is a thinker. This might be the biggest thinker of all four of these questions that I've put down. And how many Sam games? Is the, uh, 45 career NHL games. 45. Wow, this 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 is this is really much a thinker. No one's making any quips. No one's uh, I think everyone's still think Omar hasn't even looked down to write his answer yet. Sam is still thinking hard. Rahef, obviously thinking. Wow, this is this is really interesting here. You also have to consider his position, consider the amount of games he played. This is, I think we're going to get some really interesting answers. It's the closest one to the answer will get the the question right. And if the number is over, then it will not be, it will not count. Man, okay. I might have to put a time limit on some of y'all. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't want to disrespect Willie O'Ree. Well, no. I mean. All right. Okay. I have my answer. All right. On the count of three, everybody. One, two, three. Show your answers. Okay. Everyone went over. <laughs> Everyone went over. Damn. Okay. That could have gone a little better, but uh, the answer was 14. 14. Oh my God. My first career. answer was 12. <laughs> oh, Rig. I changed dang. my answer. Oh. Oof. Oh, well. It's okay. It's well, okay. I was only so. off by uh, 65 points. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. The 77 is a little much. Um, so yeah, no one, everyone went over, so no one gets the point for that one. Uh, question three, Mike Bossy, uh, arguably the most, arguably the best player to ever wear number 22 in the history of the National Hockey League. He holds the record for most consecutive 50 goal seasons. I believe he and Wayne Gretzky, uh, share the record for, for just total number of 50 goal seasons, but Bossy's the, between the two has done it consecutively. How many consecutive years did Mike Bossy score 50 goals? A, six, B, 10 years, C, four years, D, nine years. How many consecutive years did Mike Bossy score 50 goals in a season? He's the only player in National Hockey League history to have, had, to have done it this many years consecutively. Him and Wayne Gretzky have done it the same number of times, but Gretzky did not do it in consecutive years. Mike Bossy, on the other hand, did it in consecutive years. Omar, you look like you're ready. Sam, you look like you're ready. Rahef, let's do it. One, two, three. Show your answers. Okay, so the answer was nine, so it was D. So Omar got it right, and Sam got it right. Rahef. You're gonna get you're gonna get a point. You're gonna get a point at some point. I believe in you. I believe in you. 
So Omar leads, and then we'll get down to our final one. Oh, so I'm gonna I had blow this it. with you. Cool. I, I had this with you in mind, Sam. Daniel Sedin became the 87th player in National Hockey League history to reach 1,000 points. By the way, he did wear number 22. Uh, he, he became the 87th player in NHL history to reach 1,000 points back on December 2017. Which team did Daniel Sedin record his 1,000th point against? Was it A, the Leafs, B, the Flames, <laughs> C, the Predators, or D, the Sharks? I don't, I don't know why you laughing so hard. Because it, it, it would have made sense if it was the Leafs, because milestone. Uh, sorry, can you can you, can you, can you, can you, can you uh, Is the, it A, the Leafs, B, the Flames, C, the Predators, D, the Sharks? I mean, I, I totally understand why you would think the Leafs because milestone. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense actually. I, I like know, too I much sense. Too much sense. I'm like second guessing my answer now. Was it the Leafs? I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I, I can't. I up until you guys uh, show your answers, I can't tell you what the answer is. So you may very well have not second guessed your guess after, or maybe you didn't <laughs> have any reason to second guess your guess. All right, on the count of three. One, two, three. Show your answers. Sam, you got it right. It was yeah. the Nashville Predators. December 1st, 2017 is when Daniel Sedin reached the 1,000-point plateau and he did it against the Nashville Predators. Uh, I don't have a tiebreaker question, but Sam and Omar happen to be tied in terms of points. Uh, what did you guys write for question two? Show your – guys, unless you guys erase the numbers. I said 21. I said 27. Okay, so because 21 is technically closer to 14, I will give the half point to Omar. So congratulations, Omar. First victory. A Toronto Maple Leafs fan won something this week. Yep, yeah, it feels good. You know what? Um, great, great effort. Great effort. You know, I think, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great, great start. You know, had a, you know, had a, you know, really played the game. Played the game well, strong forecheck, all that type of stuff. But uh, why are you, you know, why are you acting like we're asking you cliche questions all of a sudden? I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny. It was a, it's a hockey <laughs> podcast. So I was trying to do the generic hockey answer. I'm sorry. That is true. You know what was that a better, is... better Sedin 1,000 point story is Henrik Sedin got scored his against Roberto Longo. Oh. <laughs> oh. How, man. That's that's like a full on like. How the turntables. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that's a good story. Um, this is also a good podcast. Uh, Omar. Sam, Raf, thank you as always uh, for being on Zone Time. Thank you all watching at home or wherever you watch or listen to the podcast for, you know, consuming this podcast. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Maybe there will be more trades. Maybe some other team will do some stupidities and we'll talk about it. Or hey, maybe the sky will fall. Who knows? We'll talk about it on Zone Time. And Omar is pointing to the Toronto Maple Leafs logo because he insinuates that the Leafs will do something stupid, I guess. You never know. Always a safe bet. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. Show a little. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say show a little faith in your team because you've already provided reasons why you shouldn't. Uh, you subscribe to the Yahoo Sports NHL YouTube page. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Peace, guys. <laughs>
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 